welcome everybody to M Class Email. Oh, it's America's favorite compendium podcast to a podcast that tens of people listen to. Compendium? <laughs> Look, I'm fired up. Let's he's do ready. This. He doesn't sound like he's about to fall asleep at all. Shut <laughs> your sexy mouth. <laughs> We're both very tired. If you listened to the last episode, that happened like a half hour ago. We're even more tired now. Yeah, you don't get less tired. That's not how it works. Not unless you <laughs> sleep, but I don't know how to that do that. That so. doesn't even help, man. Sometimes. Who's sleeping these days? In this economy? Fucking Rip Van Winkle? <laughs> Vanilla Ice? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I got that joke. That's a smart joke. That is a smart joke. Empire's uh, <laughs> email is a show where you send us emails and then we read them and uh, talk about it. It's a pretty simple concept. Uh, we didn't figure out who was doing what first, so actually Josh goes first. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready for me to start? I'm ready. Get uh, that this, ass twerking. Get them lips working. This email is from Ross. Hey, Ross. And it's entitled, What's up, Mother Trekkers? I get that. You don't fucking know me like that, to call damn. me that. Mo- Mother Trekker? How dare you? <laughs> it's Mother Trekkies, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, it, Actually... <laughs> I don't know whether I'm a Trekkie or Trekker because I don't know the difference. So. I don't either. I'm not even going to pretend, you know. Uh, Ross says, hey, so what's up? I became a Patreon lately, so I'm always having sex 24-7 since signing up. So that's cool. That's pretty Damn. cool. D- Damn, and that can happen so to cool. you, too, at patreon.com slash podcast. That's a totally real email story, man. <laughs> Speaking of perverts, (laughs) it kind of sucks that Star Trek was being run by racists and misogynists in the original series and run by misogynists and racists in the TNG and Enterprise. I've only seen a few episodes of DS9, so I can't say. I just think the show could have been better and been about political intrigue and discovery instead of what if they had sex. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha. What if they had a big shooty shoot? <laughs> oh shit, guys. What if they turned into a catfish because they went too fast? There's no uh after No, that. that was not funny. No one enjoyed the. I mean, I would say that it is mainly about discovery. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of unfair. Uh, I mean, to... there, there are definitely some. There are a lot yeah. of misses along the there way. Are. But yes. I think at the core, at the heart of it, uh, TOS, TNG, and Enterprise, to varying degrees, are all yeah. about the heart of Star Trek, which is discovery and bettering yourself, and uh, not just shooty shooties and big booties. Oh, that's the perfect new Star Trek title, though. Star Trek shooty shooties and big booties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real life, man. Like, there's some good there. But there's also racists and assholes. <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, I know they're great episodes. Like I know there, there are they, there are there, they are are <laughs> wrong. There, I'm sorry. I know there are great episodes. Like uh, really forward leaping and so fucking excellent. But I don't know. I'm sorry for complaining. I just get frustrated because I know they had to because of those guys and the network and the flyover states. Oh yeah, well, Man, we're, we're always like 
griping and shit about the flyover states and their effect on Star yeah. Trek. So you're not alone. Yeah, it's yeah, you can and it's obvious, right? Like you can tell when like they've pulled in the reins where otherwise like you know, it might be a really, really poignant moment. Absolutely. I mean we were definitely talking about that during um the Deep Space Nine episode with Jed Zia uh meeting her old wife. Yeah. And how, like, and even more so in the Riker episode where he fell in love with the um, non-binary being. Yes. Like, it was absolutely executive meddling trying to appease the flyover states that those episodes didn't really achieve what they set out to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can you can tell, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else? Uh, where are we at here? And... And <laughs> that if made today would just turn out like Discovery, but is that because it's trying to recapture the old show in some way? And I could just be totally wrong in my perception, and maybe I should watch more of the show if that's the case. I'd I, say watch more of the show. Yeah. You're not wrong, but... I mean, uh, I think what you're seeing uh, as a sort of a giant problem that pervades... Uh, the classic series of Star Trek is perhaps not as pervasive as it seems on the surface. Yeah. It, and also, this, because Discovery yeah. isn't really trying to recapture the old show in most any way. Like, no. it, it throws out sort of terminology and characters from the older canon, but for the most part, like, there's nothing in Discovery that really has much of anything to do with the Star Trek that came before. Yeah, it doesn't even look like it. Like, it, there's no... Yeah, it's its own thing. I don't know. Don't put too much stock in Discovery, I would say. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to, like... I'd say watching more Star Trek to get sort of a more rounded viewpoint of, you know... There are definitely things that suffer because of the time and place it was made. But there are people who were working on it who were reaching out as far as they possibly could to further... The to further like the cause of getting, yeah, these topics put in front of an audience, right? And that yeah. otherwise you wouldn't see. Like TNG may seem sort of middle of the road when it comes to like sort of middle of the road liberalism when it comes to politics now, but during the late 1980s, that yeah. was like shockingly liberal to the audience at the time. Yeah, if you weren't alive in the 80s, I mean, like, you, you, people didn't talk about AIDS on TV, right? Like, that, like, no, that didn't, that was, happen. that was like a full cultural taboo at the time. Yeah. And, and so, like, to have, like, something even reference it is, it's, you gotta remember the time it came from. I know that that's sort of like people roll their eyes at that, yeah, and it's, people seems like use that as an excuse as well to hide. Sure, sure yeah. I'm, uh, we, we don't use it as a way to hand wave away the racism, sexism, right. the homophobia that's sort of inherent in a time and place. We use it as a way to highlight the ways against those topics that it's pushing. Right. It's a good way to put it. I like that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Josh, that's me. You talked about the Schmitter sandwich. At least I think that's the name. So it is called the Schmitter. Snow sold near you at an arena or something that gave people heart attacks, but you never told us what was on the sandwich. So spill the beans. All right, I looked it up already. Um, let me see what's in it. The Schmitter. 
which dates back to the mid-1960s, is a marvel of engineering. Oh my god. (laughs) Consisting of seven key ingredients. Thin sliced roast beef, Hatfield salami, which is a meat place around here, Kraft American cheese. Oh boy. Thick sliced tomato, thinly shaved onions, and a special sauce that includes ketchup, relish, and Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Sold. Uh, all placed on a Conchahawken, I'm assuming roll. Bakery Kaiser roll. Yep, there we go. There you go. It's. I don't think you can get it anymore, because it's fucking unhealthy as shit. It obliterates human beings, apparently, so... <laughs> Your colon turns into a fucking, like, blood factory, dude. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Oh, shit. I almost forgot how we vote on Patreon. What is reviewed next? (laughs) We did, too. (laughs) But have you guys considered reviewing the movies in some capacity? It's been, like... Since some date, like six years. 2016 slash 2017, like six years. Which, saying that makes me feel sick. Yeah, well, I lived it, so I'm about to die. (laughs) But I think it would be cool to see a different opinion and discussion with all, and maybe y'all could throw uh, one up every now and again, like, gotcha, bitch! (laughs) Anyway, sorry for the long-winded email, uh, but fuck it. B-U-T-T, fuck it. I love you guys. Ross, sent from a rotary phone. God, that's skill. Holy wow, shit. typed all that out on a rotary phone. We've talked about doing uh, special Patreon-only like re-reviews of yeah. the movies before. I would love to do that. Uh, we would just have to set movies. aside time for it. I mean, we still haven't done the fucking uh, mummy <laughs> commentary <laughs> track we were supposed to do. <laughs> We're bu- we're busy, boys. Josh runs a whole other fucking show and a podcast beyond that, and I have to I have to commission for a living or I die. So yeah, plus my feet picks are really bringing in the dough right now. So. <laughs> wish I do wish I took one next to a Schmitter. Oh, it's blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't want to think of a sandwich anywhere near your feet, Josh. It gave people a heart attack of their dick. A, a dick attack, I believe that's called. A dick, yes, a dick attack. A cock attack. <laughs> Is that that a sounds bird? like a Digimon. <laughs> that's like a porn, like a porn parody of Pokemon, which exists. I've seen one. Oh God! Cock, go cock attack. She's dressed like a Pikachu. Okay, our next email. <laughs> No, we've thought about doing that, and we probably will. Because, I mean, I feel like my opinions are softened as time went along. So if people were really mad at the first reviews of the newer movies, maybe they'll be less mad this time. I don't know. Maybe. I mean... I still don't think they're good. So there is that. Pain of Darkness is really bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's garbage. Our next email is from 2-Bit Writer. Uh-huh. And it's entitled "The Best Part About Online Meetings." Dot dot dot. This sounds like a spam. Howdy, Trek boys! I am Hi. currently setting in on a mandatory virtual training meeting for a program I already know how to use because we've been using it at my company for over a decade. Wow, what a conveniently excellent waste of time. 
<laughs> the perk of this is that I can compose an email while looking busy and attentive on my webcam. So thank you for being available for me to pass the time. You're, You're welcome. welcome to bit. Side note, apparently this vendor prides itself on constant innovation. Who would have thought? Oh, man. You know, entropy doesn't exist. I love <laughs> constant I innovation. A, if I ran a company, it would be based on constant entropy. We don't change <laughs> anything. Dude. We got Windows 98 in this bitch. <laughs> Windows 98? What about file cabinets, Jeff? Uh... We're 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 like Y2K ready here. Is oh, what I'm saying. Compli- Y2K compliant. It has led me to think about the future in Trek, where the fantastic becomes mundane. I think about Miles O'Brien grumbling about his work on a literal space station many light years from Ireland. I see conflicting reports online, typically ranging from 50 to 63 light years from Ireland specifically. I think it's farther than that, man. Even today, we think of things that were science fiction a mere hundred years ago as completely mundane. One of the earliest science fiction novels, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne... Never heard of it. (laughs) ...was published in 1870 and posited a miraculous device that could travel long distances underwater? Damn... In 1873, Verne published another strange story, Around the World in 80 Days, which followed an Englishman who travels around the world in 80 days. Yeah, it's pretty boring, because you can do that in, like, a day. (laughs) Yeah, people cross the globe back and forth in a matter of hours now and are irritated to be traveling. If you were really rich in the 80s, you could do that, like, under a day, when the Concorde was a thing. Uh, true. Remember that? No, I'm young. Has there been any wow. recent technology or device that you complained about, forgetting about the simple wonder of its existence? Aside from a smartphone, we all complain about those. Yeah. Commander 2-Bit Writer, USS Oki Jalopy. <laughs> Crazy Okies. Um, <laughs> He's talking co- about Oklahoma. Compu- oh, yeah, P.S. Oh, I forgot to mention. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahoma, Woody Guthrie is one of my musical heroes. Uh-huh. I was listening to his song, Philadelphia Lawyer, yesterday. It's about Just, me. you know, a city I've never been to. The Northeast <laughs> is on my bucket list of places to visit. The closest I ever got was visiting my wife's family in Indiana. That's not that not I'm comparing the culture because I know it's not the same. <laughs> That's not even. It's just close. physically the closest I've ever been. Do you have a favorite place to vacation up there? Uh, everyone should visit New York City. Yeah, New York life. City is super fun to vacation in. You have to visit New York City, and and one of the things you have to do, like, don't even go like to any like do whatever you want, right? But one of the things you have to do is go outside at like magic hour at dusk and just like look down the street and just look at oh, how yeah. many people there especially especially like if you're in Manhattan right and like yes. all the buildings have like the sunset beaming yes. off of one to the other to the other to the other it will never cease to amaze me that how it is there like i don't know what it is like i'm not like a big like city guy or whatever but like it's it'll fucking like change your life I'm a, <laughs> it's crazy I'm a big fan of being appreciative of where you're at wherever you're at 
Like, yeah. I love to go in the woods. I love hiking up in the mountains in the woods. I'm a huge fan of the outdoors in that way. Yeah. But I'm also, like, a giant fan of being in a city and, like, the hustle and bustle and the, like, giant yeah. buildings and everything. Just appreciate where you're at, folks. Stop hating. Stop hating. Also, we can't complain about smartphones, but they suck, but they're also incredible. They're the most amazing piece of technology we've ever made, and they suck dick. They're so great. They're killing us. They're, like, ruining us. Yeah, exactly. They're like, dr- they're like heroin, man. I was complaining, like I always do, when I go to play a video game, mm-hmm. and my PS4 needs to update... Yeah, that's annoying. And then the game needs to update right the fuck afterwards. Like, yeah. I'm I'm capable of going into this virtual world that is, like, almost fully realized to a <laughs> real world, like an Elden Ring I'm talking about, and, like, going a real-ass yeah. fucking adventure. <laughs> yeah. Medieval-style yeah, no, sword and minutes. sorcery magic <laughs> adventure. But I did have to wait ten minutes. You had to wait ten minutes, and that's <laughs> annoying. Yeah. No, I, and I was complaining about it. And even then, I was like, this is so stupid to complain about. <laughs> yeah, people will complain about, like, uh, like Elder Scrolls being down for maintenance. And they're like, oh my god! You know, and it's like, yeah, this is like one day a week that it's sort of down for like two hours, right? Like, yeah, calm like, down. It's gonna be fine. Like, you're gonna be alright. <laughs> but it is annoying. You do com- you do find yourself thinking like, oh man, this sucks. Well, when, like, our thing- ancestors were like eating dirt in a field, right? That's the thing I feel <laughs> about YouTube, right? Where like, I'm watching something and an ad starts and I just, lo- I go fucking ballistic. Yeah. My uncle does that, and I showed him recently Adblock, and it changed his life. You can't get Adblock on a phone for YouTube. No, on a phone, no, you can't. No. And I watch YouTube mostly on my phone. So, yeah. like, uh, every time... It's not just that... When it was just one ad, I was just like, uh, all right. But now it's always two. They don't just play one ad anymore. It's It'll be always three. Wait till two. it's three. Yeah, wait till it's three Yeah, it's going to be right? three. It's going to be four. It, and, like... Yeah. Yeah, content creators, uh-huh. scum of the earth. I know you know. Yeah, are know. <laughs> dude. Don't tell me. I are know. like doing YouTube videos that are like ten minutes, and there are four ad breaks. It's in insane. It. It's insane, dude. <laughs> and sometimes I'll I click on a video that's thirteen seconds long, and there's a minute long ad before it. <laughs> Like, this is bad television. This is television, but worse. It's fucking dumb, man. They wanted it to be like TV. Well, they got their wish. Cool. (laughs) And again, like, I'm complaining about it, but it is, like, people are capable of making their own shows and shit now. Like, all you need is a camera and an editing software, which you can get for free if you don't mind it being shit. There was that interview with... I I always want to say it's, like, David Bowie. It might have been, like... It might have been somebody else. Oh, yeah, there's the interview with David Bowie where he talks about, like... People making their own shows. Yeah, Yeah. people making their own shows and the internet, like, democratizing television. Yeah, and he was right, and except for, like, he forgot that capitalism is a disease. Yeah, it it infected the internet. It'll it'll fight to stay alive, yeah. Yep. Uh, Am I reading another one? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, next one's you. Thanks for the email, 2-Bit, right? That was a good email. Uh, the next one is from uh, Sully, and I'm not doing your Boston's voice, Sully. Wait a second, Sully. Right. That's what it says down at the bottom. Ah, you're right. I you're right, right ahead. Dog. You're so good. I'm on. I'm on. This it. one's I'm... from two days ago. <laughs> I t- 
I'm being hey. Josh now. This was hey. two days ago. Hey, that's my bit. <laughs> this email is called, called P.O.D.'s Nuts. Oh, fucking got us. Fuck, dude. We should have thought of that. Salutations, Trek boys. Trek boys. I got some more quick peyote ideas. Most not involving cannibalism this time. Well, just the first one. I'll keep them brief. Oh, he was the one who wrote the. Yeah, here's crazy... the thing, Sully. If you hadn't have written that you wrote the cannibalism peyote, we wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, these are good. Yeah. Uh, number one, the whole cannibal episode, but. <laughs> But it ends with Wesley knocking himself out next to his third 3D printed meat self. Oh, that's right. It was 3D printed meat. Yeah. Replicated meat. The night shift crew, hangry after not eating Worf's gah, and the replicator still unplugged, accidentally switch the two and put the meat to bed. Why are they putting Wesley to bed? Because he's a tiny child. Because he's a baby. And decide to have one last meal, (laughs) having decided it's not really unethical to eat replicated human meat as nobody is technically killed. Since it's lukewarm, they they make use of an oversized toaster oven. We were just talking about toaster ovens. That is still operational? Why do they have a human-sized toaster oven? I didn't see oven, and I just pictured them shoving his body into a giant toaster and just that's, pulling it down. That's funnier, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to pitch that one. As long as it's, it's a like, big ka-ching. toaster. Yeah. <laughs> he pops up. He's all burnt. Like that. Uh, you guys are fucked. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, this, is, this is fucked up. Uh, number two. My 600-pound Quark. (laughs) Quark discovers the McRib and becomes addicted to them. Wow, that sucks. Gaining 600 pounds? I know I'm not saying anything, like, controversial here or anything, (laughs) but the McRib fucking sucks. Yo, I had a McRib for the first time only, like, 10 years ago, Yeah, and I still remember how fucking terrible it is. Yeah, it's probably been about 8 or 10 years since I had a McRib, and I... I tried it because I was all excited about it, and it yeah. was garbage. It, it was like babies crying in my mouth. It was, it was It's like if you buy the like cheap, like su- like the super cheap microwave meals, the the ones yeah. that had the ribs, quote unquote, in them. Yeah, and you took that and you put it on a fucking shitty bun. That's the McDonald's McRib. Yeah, it's it's bad. I don't like them. <laughs> Or whatever the metric equivalent of 600 pounds is. Uh, I don't know. You continue and I'll look that up. Uh, I don't know. What are we, like, decibels? (laughs) Bashir refuses to give surgery until he knows Quark can stick to the diet. 272.155 kilograms. There you go. Everyone, like, knows that. (laughs) Right? Cisco and Odo are merciless, making jokes that probably wouldn't hold up today. <laughs> okay. Cork learns what it's like to be different and be more sympathetic to the Dabo girl who went up a dress size. You gotta start with that. You gotta lay the groundwork yeah, with that him. he was mean to the yeah. Dabo girl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this one's better than the human meat one, so yeah. I don't know. I, I gotta say, Sully, just between you and me and Josh and our entire listenership, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be alone with you in a room. I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten or, like, 
kidnapped mercilessly made fun of for being yeah. a dabo girl who went up a dress size yeah i don't want that this next one though i'm on board with this one <laughs> number three <laughs> trip smuggles his pet gator on board then that's it pitch it pitch Done. hard pitch hard pitch number four <laughs> mccoy's old frat brothers gamma chai ios c g c what is that stand for I don't know. I feel like there's a joke there that we're missing. Yeah, I'm missing it. Uh, show up on the Enterprise and pull pranks. One until one of them transport this transports the Space Dean's prize horse at the same time as a red shirt is beaming over, creating a horrific centaur-like creature. Except it's the bottom. <laughs> it's the bottom half of both. Oh my god! <laughs> so like the dude's dick is just dangling off from the horse's neck. Like, it's, like, his torso. That's that's so much more horrific than what I was picturing. It started out really strong, and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Like, and then it ended with, like, more horror. Just horror. Maybe Sully is a horror writer, and we just Maybe. don't know. Because well, all of this next... would be quite horror- horrific to see. Here's the next one. You're going to hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I already hate it. I see the word Neelix quite often. <laughs> Into the Neelix verse. Oh, Ditch boy. it. That's, okay, number six. Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> the first Prodigy Peyote? Okay. Uh, the Janeway hologram uh, gets... I didn't watch a Prodigy yet. Uh, gets replaced by a Kimogram. <laughs> okay, so Hanson Kim. Uh, the pros, Protostar crew turns off their life support. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Uh, pitch it. That's rough. Okay. Gotta go. My ship's got stuck in a molasses-related pileup. And since Sully, Chief Shuckboy, <laughs> USS Necco Wafer. That's the worst part of this whole email, is Necco Wafer part. It's into the Neelix versus a team of Neelixes have to team up to stop Voyager from prolonging their journey by five or six more seasons. They you fail and they all die at the end except for baby Neelix, which you can get a plush version of for ten ninety nine at your local Kmart. First of all, there are no Kmarts in America. Second of all, ten ninety nine? That's cheap as shit. I'm getting two. That's a cheap that's a cheap Beelix. Bubelix. <laughs> We've created a monster. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was um, crazy. Sully, don't come to my house. Uh, our next email <laughs> is from David S. Oh, fuck. It's entitled, Well, wait till the day and hour of recording. Call me David S. If it ain't the Trek Boys. <laughs> Accent optional today, but I know y'all feel at home with a draw. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's some stuff you've been into lately? I've been building Your hype mom. over the sequel. Oh, fuck. Thanks for having me to edit that in. Saving me. Rip Aroni, David That's... S. I'm sorry you had to live through that. <laughs> Set me up, David S. I couldn't help it. I've been building hype over the sequel to Hypnospace Outlaw. This mm-hmm. game is an internet simulator of an alternate 1999 where you take the role of a volunteer enforcer who has to basically web surf to find violators and report them. 
Oh, boy. I thought, okay, sounds like I'll find it kind of funny and never finish it, I guess. But holy shit, it's written so well. The diversity of characters and music and styles really is incredible. You really feel like you're on a living, dynamic old internet. Plus, you're a detective, basically, and have to connect all sorts of dots by interacting with these online communities. That's, That's cool. That sounds pretty fucking dope. I think people yeah. have suggested that to me before. That sounds awesome. Uh, I've been listening to Bill Wirtz again. That shit is awesome. The track I'm a Princess is especially good. I also revisited Bo Burnham's Inside, but I can only cry so much, you know. I still yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, I heard it's good, though. Been watching brain dead trash shit on Netflix like Too Hot to Handle or Married at First Sight or Selling Sunset. No reason. Nice. That's all <laughs> bad. I don't like that. <laughs> just finished Spider Man Miles Morales on PS4. It was a lot of fun, just like the first one, but felt more like Spider Man 1.5 instead of Spider Man 2, you know? Yeah. Anyway, fuck all this pro life bullshit. It sucks. Yes, thank you. Writing this on the clock, David S. So what do you what have you been into lately, Josh? Um, I'm trying to decide if uh, what I should talk about. <laughs> just just pick pick one off the top, dog. Uh, I've been listening to this weird British like hardcore joke band called The Hell. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and they came out with like a a a rock opera album. It's like a double album and it's like fucking weird as shit and I love it. I don't I don't usually go for this stuff like um like Municipal Waste is kind of like the American version, but they're dumb and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. But I like the hell. It's it's really good. Um I've been listening to a book about shamans. <laughs> Like That's real cool. life, like like Incan shamans. Um, I've been um, uh, l- watching YouTube sort of like mini documentary yeah. videos about like uh, old internet, especially viruses. That's sick, dude. I love like that shit. The, like the you are an idiot virus or <laughs> like Y2K or like the Bonzi buddy that turned out to be a virus. The Bonsai buddy. Oh my God. Yeah, the Bonzi buddy was a virus. You fucking blew my mind just now. And uh, like the also like stuff about the rise and fall of like uTorrent and sites yeah. like that. Yeah. It's super fucking interesting to me. That's awesome. I got into some YouTube videos about speedrunning this. I might have talked about this before. Speedrunning this one racing game. Oh, I forget yeah. What it's, what it's called. You told me was, about it. I don't think you mentioned it on the show. I'll try to find the name of it while I'm talking. Well, uh, like, I've been. I'll, I'll, like, take over for a second. Like, I've yeah, been yeah, yeah. really getting into Super Mario Odyssey speedrunners content. That's awesome. They, they do this, like, wild shit where they, like, um,. There's like a community of them who are all Super Mario Odyssey speedrunners, and they play this mod where you play hide and seek in Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Where like one person's the seeker, and the other four or five, sometimes even eight people, like hide around the world. That's awesome. And like the seeker finds them, and every time the seeker finds one of them, that person also becomes a seeker. And they do, like, a bunch of rounds on different levels. And see who can last the longest. Yeah, and whoever has the longest timer wins. And it's so fucking fun and funny watching them do it. I love shit like that. That's, like, a whole 
thing that it could be its own like documentary, yeah. right? Like, like if you if you search up Super Mario Odyssey hide and seek, there's a ton of videos of it. It's like really fun. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm gonna yeah. Uh, the the game I was talking about is called Trackmania. It's like a really popular. Oh game. yeah, Trackmania. Yeah. It's a uh, it's amazing how they like figure this shit out. Like it's wild to me. Like <laughs> it's it's crazy. Uh, I've been really getting into uh, this singer who does this like neo disco. His yeah. name is Donnie Beignet. And That's a singer's name if I ever heard one. He's like middle aged with a handlebar, like a big mustache, and he has like a skullet. <laughs> like, which is bald with the, with long hair yeah. in the back, and yeah. it's like uh, his just to give you a taste, like it's half comedy, half real. Yeah, and his album is called Mister Experience, and that's the title <laughs> thing about like how like you need to put all these little boys away who have all their hair, and they don't have a beer gut, and they won't make you eggs in the morning. You need someone who has the experience to get you there. <laughs> I'm into this, and I don't know why. <laughs> and he has another song that I love called Second Dinner that's about like how like sex and love doesn't have any meaning to him anymore. He just wants that second dinner. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a, a poet that we need today. He's absolutely hilarious. And of course, that's I've been awesome. like big into Elden Ring lately, playing a shit yeah. ton of Elden Ring. Yeah. Man, these are all good. I like when people tell me stuff that they like because I'm like, a big fan I, of that. Yeah, I can like look it up and stuff. Oh, I want to watch. I want to watch. I see this game, this hype hypno space yeah, outlaw. Yeah, I do too. Also, like Crystal and I have been rewatching the nanny. <laughs> the nanny, because this show is fucking <laughs> way better than it has any right to be for what it is. Yeah, man, Fran Drescher. Oh. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. Any anybody who says Fran Drescher wasn't hot was not around at the time. Yeah, you're you're fooling yourself. You're a fool. <laughs> you're a fool. But yeah. yeah, that that show had no right being as good as it was. <laughs> I watched that a lot when it was on. It's uh, on um reruns. HBO Max now. Yeah, yeah. HBO's got like a ton of shit. Yeah, unlike Paramount, fuck you. Yeah, I tried to find the episode. Um, does anyone know how to use Paramount Plus to search for things? <laughs> Good question, dog. Like, seriously, I wrote in, like, Star Trek, the animated series, and it was like, what? Also, <laughs> so like, I wrote in Star Trek, and it was like, oh, here's all the shows. Okay, thanks. This this is a little bit more, like, esoteric, maybe. Um, but, like, I've gotten really into checking out people's original ideas for IPs that already exist. They're sort of like alternate universe takes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like people really get to spread their wings artistically as like, you know, tr as like digital artists or traditional artists. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like drawers. Drawers, yeah. When uh, they get to take an IP that they really love and put their own spin on it. And yeah, I'm I'm real big into that. That's what I've been doing with the pictures, like Star Trek, Star Wars figures and stuff, right? Like, yeah, doing your own spin on it, which is fucking dope. I've been not doing it lately because I had computer problems and I lost all my assets. So. Oh man, <laughs> that sucks. But it'll they'll be back. I gotta I gotta start doing. it. I'm also making a bedroom. I'm like redoing a room in like, my house, like a real room, not like a doll room. 
Yeah, I'll have like a big boy bed. <laughs> wow, you're getting rid of your race car? I mean, I'm not getting rid of it. <laughs> I'm still going to sleep in it when I want to sleep real fast, you know? Yeah, I do love to sleep fast and die young. <laughs> yeah, I live my life one REM cycle at a time. I I will say that like I'm really like not looking forward to any games anymore. Like Elden Ring kind of ruined me. I have some games I would talk about, but I kind of am embarrassed to talk about them. <laughs> oh no, are they porn games? Uh, one of them is, and it's oh. actually very good. <laughs> like, well, that, like it has like an actual like real story and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like really good. Like uh, some smut is way better than it has any right to be, dude. Uh, it's it sounds like this game is like gonna be terrible, and I'm sure to some people it will be. Dick Fight Island. It's. <laughs> Fight Island, and I found it in the Amazon <laughs> recommended section. Now, what uh, is it? It's called Being a Dick. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm, dude Jeff, Jeff, I'm telling you, man. I'm and sorry. Like, I, I chose Dick Fight Island because no. it seemed like it was so out there. <laughs> but so, so it's uh, you, you're in a fraternity in college, and it's the dicks, right? And they're like the opposite of the, the, the jocks, correct? Right? Sure. And I'm telling you, it sounds dumb as fuck. And it is. And there's porn in it, which, you know, whatever. Uh, but the story is good as shit, man. I'm telling you. And people are going to play it, and they're going to think I'm wrong, and they're going to roast me for it. But you know what? I don't care. Fuck it's a great em. game. It's a great fuck game. Em. I came for the tits, and I stayed for the story, guys. Sometimes that's a beautiful relationship with a piece of media. <laughs> yeah. It was surprising to me. I was like... I was like, do I really want to go down this road? And then I was like, you know what? The end of the world is happening. Let's do it. Why not? And uh, it was good. So there you go. Um, I had something else, but I lost it when I said Dick Fight Island. Yeah, because it was... Because <laughs> you were roasting me so hard. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to roast you, bro. You roasted me. Um... Yeah, like, Elden Ring ruined me for new games coming out. Like, because I was looking forward and waiting for Elden Ring for, like, six years or however long. Oh, now you're sad, yeah. And now I'm not sad. I'm still fucking playing it. So I'm not sad yet. When I finish oh, it, I'll be sad. Well, it'll be like your Skyrim, man. Like, you'll just go back to it every... Well, that's the thing is, like, there's so much shit in that game that I'm missing, like, not, like probably something like half of it at this point. Yeah, I mean that's those games are insane, dude. Like, uh, I can't. I'll get so mad and I'll just like cry. <laughs> Nothing feels better in Elden Ring, by the way, and I'm sure people who are playing it'll back me up. Than like going back to find something you kind of missed, yeah. and you find it and you're like, oh, cool. And then there's like enemies nearby, and you just like one shot them because you're yeah. so powerful. <laughs> that's the dude. That's that's. <laughs> I wish real life was like that. <laughs> like I was riding around this area I was already I'd already been to and I won't do any spoilers or anything, but there were these little signs on the ground that said come back at night. Yeah. So I like uh, uh waited the time out at a bonfire. I pushed the time ahead to night and I went back and this scary ass fucking boss popped out. No. It started attacking me and I hit it and like half its life bar went away and I was like, uh, "Oh." <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah, usually it's the other way around. It hits me and half my life bar goes away. So I'll just stick to my porn games. <laughs> you can't die in those. Well, some no. of them. Well, some of them you can, I guess. 
Thanks for that email, David S. That caused a lot of fun conversation. That was a good email. Always a good email. Next Dang. email. Yeah. <laughs> is from Lieutenant Herdman. Salute. It says, from Lieutenant Herdman. <laughs> it's entitled, Horny Jail MVP. Oh, that's a good title, yeah. My dear M-Class Males... <laughs> <laughs> As the horny jail collection comes, wait for it, anybody? Josh? <laughs> to a conclusion. You should have wrote conclusion. Conclusion. Come on, Lieutenant Herdman. Please allow my observations. Ovulations. Regarding, <laughs> regarding who I believe to be the longest oh, <laughs> serving occupant. cockupant of oh, horny nice. jail. Was it O'Brien? No. He made at least two babies. <laughs> Unless Bashir used IF, IVF to make Yoshi in vitro fertilization. Yeah. I don't know, did he? I don't know. Scotty? Yeah, I mean, he didn't fuck Kira. No, yeah, of course he didn't. <laughs> That's what I did in my fanfic. Yeah. And then I said it was the O'Brien's baby, but it wasn't. <laughs> Oh, no. Because I'm a good dad. They're still Irish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Scotty? Well, he dated Uhura for a second, and you know how she's DTF. And right, fellers? Down to fan. D- DTF, and she's down to fucking? Okay. It's down to fan, because she does the fan dance. Oh, that's the... Oh, wow. You got that, and I didn't. Holy shit. I'm smart boy. Is it... It's Jordy, right? Yeah. The poor guy couldn't even get photons to mingle with his phaluron injector. His phaluron injector. Uh, why is this the case? I imagine it's due to his visor. Wow, that's we're wow, not that's any. Whoa. We're not even trying to pretend here. God damn! Imagine being able to see everything. He sees it all. Clothes, no clothes, subdermal. Damn. In the early season two TNG episode with the Patty Planet, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> with the Patty Planet and the clones from the Connecticut Planet, <laughs> Jordy claims he can uh, visually identify when people lie, uh, such as elevated heart rate or something. Okay, uh, why isn't he a master pickup artist? Uh, does that old public speaking cliche about imagining the crowd? With their clothes off, not actually work? Is something else getting in the way of his play? (laughs) I look forward to your thoughts. Lieutenant Herman, temporarily uh, on detail at Freudian Institute for teenagers stuck in the Enterprise with their parents while facing certain death and (laughs) clarinet recitals every week. Wow. Sent during a commute. How did you write they, this? They have an entire institute just for Will Wheaton. Damn, man. <laughs> Clarinet recitals? Fuck that. That sounds horrible. Uh, I think Jordy is supposed to be that like that classic stereotype that someone who's so incredibly good with machines but has no idea how to deal with women, quote-unquote. Yeah. They did that with what's-his-name on Lower Decks, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's, he's like, he's really good at dealing with women until he realizes he'd rather deal with machines. He's yeah, like the funny, anti-Jordy, really. Yeah, what's funny is he's, like, loved by everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, t- I love that character too. So yeah, he's great. The Jordy uh, is supposed to be the stereotype of like the dweebus, the nerd who can't get a date or whatever, because that's who we are watching the show, right? We're all yeah. dweebuses who can't get a date. And his visor is the twenty third century, twenty three hundreds nerd glasses. Right? Yeah, he's got his Coke bottle lenses on. Yeah, yeah. Just being smart theoretically does not make you capable in practice no just because he understands like the heart rate and lying and all like he could understand everything about being a fucking gross ass pickup artist yeah so he could he could know negging inside and out and that still doesn't guarantee him a day yeah yeah being somewhat of a genius myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh it's not always good to be smart about stuff, right? Like, it doesn't make you calmer to be smart. It makes you more anxious. No. Your your ability with, uh, like, someone that you're attracted to, your ability to, mm-hmm. like, interact with them and, like, move it past, like, just meeting stages to something more romantic is much more based on, like, instinct... Yeah. And natural capability than it is how smart you are. Like, dumb people fuck like rabbits. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. I mean, I fuck like a rabbit too, but I, as I said, I'm a genius, so. <laughs> yeah, sometimes geniuses also fuck like rabbits and also call themselves geniuses. Yeah, I'm also, like, really modest, and anything good that you ever thought about me is true. Yeah, but if you've ever thought anything bad, not true. Not true. <laughs> Josh is only good, never bad. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's Kim, dude. He you could do a whole horny collection about him. That's true. The thing about Jordy is he has like romantic interest in maybe three women. Yeah, maybe four in all of TNG. Every time Kim meets an alien woman, he He's tries horny. to initiate something. Yeah. I had a roommate in college who every time he would meet a woman, he would try to initiate something with them. Like it's a shotgun completely effect. like <laughs> it had nothing to do with whether he f- even found them attractive or he liked them as a person. <laughs> he tried every time because he was yeah. so desperate to have sex. That's all he cared about. Yeah. And it yeah. never worked. That's ever. Kim. That's Harry Kim. And we watched the episode with the cat or the the race, right? And he's trying to hit on that race car lady, and it's like, dude, yeah, this is not what this is about, dog. We're also, doing a race today. How come you never consummate any of these? Sometimes the ladies do like you back. Yeah. Also, go to the holodeck, buddy. Get yeah, work out that get- frustration in Ireland town. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go to find the Irish lady with the back of her dress missing. What did uh, Lieutenant Herdman call it, uh, or somebody called it, Pat Paddingtonville, Patty Planet, oh, Patty Planet? Yeah, yeah. Head over to the holodeck, Patty Planet. <laughs> that is wasting energy like crazy. Yeah, we have to conserve all of our energy, except when I want to uh, fuck a. a dude who owns a plantation or whatever. Yeah, I want to fuck Hugh Jackman's slightly uglier brother. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman wasn't program. born yet. He wasn't alive yet. He was, but he wasn't He, he was alive in the past. Yeah, that's true. Yes. 
that's a tough line to walk, isn't it? And then like yeah. you end up with like some real giant gaffes, like how in a Discord a Discovery they say yeah, Elon Musk, Elon yeah. Musk a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they edit that out eventually. <laughs> they should just put somebody else's name in there. That's like a made up name, like. Sally Jones. <laughs> yeah, they could be like, Sally Jones. Like our, they just put an alien in there. Is what yeah. they always do. Like the yeah. greatest thinkers of our past, like Galileo and Jorba Seven. <laughs> I think we all remember what Jorba Seven said. Jorba Seven said, "I think, therefore, I yams," and then he fucking shook that ass. <laughs> oh my god, I'm into it. What about what about uh, Station from <laughs> Bill and Station? Absolutely. Fattest ass on an alien. Dude, he had a fat one. Our next email (laughs) is from Fresh Rye. I got all the short ones. It sucks for you. Yeah. (laughs) It's entitled Quickie Deep Space Nine Ideas. Writing quickly while the ideas are still fresh. Get it? I got it. Yeah. If they made a Deep Space Nine sequel movie or series, what would you like to see in it? Kira. Yes. I mean, just do it. Put the defi- make the defiant again. Let's do it. D- if they did a Deep Space Nine sequel movie or series, I would like for Cisco to return. Yeah, me too. As like maybe like as an enlightened being. No, even better. He returns and he doesn't remember anything about what happened. And over the course of the movie or the series, he gains insights that unlock more and more information that bring him towards fully it's realization like- of his places. Here's what you do. The emissary. I love your idea. Here's what you do. You save that for the second movie, though. First movie is about finding him. They gotta find him. Oh, finding finding Spocko. Yes. <laughs> and it's like Spock, like you said. Search for search for Cisco. Yeah. Yes. And then the second one's about how he doesn't remember, and he's like, he's what in the, the hell? wormhole. Yeah. He don't know. Well, he's not there. Maybe he, he gets put somewhere. I don't know. We'll write it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe just a bunch of rumors start coming through Deep Space Nine of Cisco sightings. Yeah. That'd be cool. Can Jed Zia come back? Uh, uh, probably not. I don't know how they'd work that shit out. <laughs> Damn it. What about Mirror Universe, Jed Zia, but nobody cares that it's her? <laughs> yeah, you, uh, well, what you could really do is have... Um, just have Terry Farrell play a different character. Oh, you could. You could have her play, like... Uh, doesn't she have a sister? Is that a thing? She could play her own sister, or she could play a different type of alien. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that I, I definitely want to see, like, Cisco finally fully coming into his role as the emissary, but, like, I want the original Cisco back first. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough because he's gonna be all zenned out from the wormhole shit, right? Yeah, but like I I want him to be back and like they sort of just he doesn't remember or whatever, and it doesn't come back to him for like months or whatever. So they just put him back in charge of Deep Space Nine, and he's like sort of struggling that like he went through so much and he can't remember it. But as like the adventure unfolds or whatever, maybe there's a false prophet. Yeah. Well, what if there's like. Like, like you said, like he doesn't remember, so they put him back in charge. Um, and Kira's like also like a captain at this point, and she's like, "Look, like I'm gonna help you because like you know you're my friend and I missed you." 
but then like all of Bajor is like the emissary's back, the emissary's back, and they're like yeah, they're waiting out, for right? they're like yeah. fully waiting for him to like take his place as like the true emissary with all of his knowledge, but he doesn't yeah. have it yet. He doesn't have it, and he starts to like resent them a little bit, and he's like, oh my yeah. god, like how it started. Like, right? I just like want how- my life back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would be that'd be cool. And the central conflict might be that like a false prophet has come from within the wormhole. I love that. And has uh, because he won't take his place as the emissary, it takes his place. Yeah. It starts to lead Bajor against Starfleet. Yeah, they're like, we don't need Starfleet anymore, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Write it. Let's go. Also, maybe they go out in space and they shoot their big guns and it goes... It would be cool to have a scene where, like, Odo shows back up and, like, He's with the Dominion, right? Because he is. Yeah. And he and he like helps them out somehow, and and the the Jem'Hadar are kind of like good guys for two seconds. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> and then they leave, and they're just like everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's like a splinter group on Bajor, like Pa Wraith worshippers or whatever. Yeah, it's like the all of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I some don't... people can get murdered, and we won't feel bad. Yeah, they can get killed. I don't care. Uh, next, maybe a, a mystery Odo investigates and has to bring the crew back together, but it's not actually Odo and a changeling pretending to be Odo. What? I don't know if I'd like that. I like Odo too much to have it be not Odo. Um, but it, he's dead, so I don't know how. Rip. Yeah. Rip Odo. Oh my god. Quark enters a chili cook-off pitch. Yep, hard, hard. I'd watch three and a half uh, fucking Batman-style <laughs> length of that. Jake writes an article on the Prophets and stumbles upon a conspiracy. What? I'd like that, actually. You mean like every religion ever? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, I've been studying Yo. this religion for five minutes, and I found some inconsistencies. <laughs> you know what would be fucked up? Is what? like, if... Um, the prophet, the religion of the prophets and everything on Bajor was actually created by the Cardassians. By the Cardassians. Oh my god. And that's what gave them the strength, though, to def- Oh my god, that's so Yeah. Cool. Or it just so happens that, like, the idea came from a Cardassian long ago that visited, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, like, not that they aliens, did it when yeah. they, like, yeah. uh, when they occupied, but, like, long before that, like... When they were only scouting planets to take over, they yeah. created the prophets. And, like, maybe you start to find planets in Cardassian space that have religion exactly like it's similar, the Bajorans. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Oh, man. That's really good. Like, the first prophet was Cardassian. I'm, like, they find some, like, Indiana Jones-style, like, relic that depicts, like, a prophet as being, like, Cardassian. And they're oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is this, right? And it's, like, hidden away for, like, years until someone finds it, and they're like, uh. That'd be crazy as fuck. Yeah. I'm I'm a smart boy. I'm good at things. You are. Um, signed Lieutenant Fresh Rye, Chief Panicky Email Writer aboard the USS Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Mavis Beacon got a shit. Good typing. It <laughs> <laughs> is some good typing. Miss Beacon still knows what she's doing. How many words a minute could you type? Dude, do you want me to read this last email? It's a little long. I could read it. I do believe in you. I um, 
I used to be able to do 75. I think I hit 100 once, and that was it. I think reliably, without causing a shit ton of uh, mistakes that needed to be fixed, I could do 75. It's pretty good. But you don't like, need to go fast. Remember when they would tell you, like, typing fast is going to be important. It's like, what? Yeah, but the no, thing about not. typing, like, for me is that I don't do home row. What the fuck are you telling me right now? I only type with my index, middle, and thumb. Bro, and I just go all over the board. I don't even know how you are telling. You're blowing my mind. I type faster mind. than most people I know that way, too, actually. Oh, I got a home row, baby. If I don't feel those nubbies on my tippies. <laughs> God, that was the most sexual thing you said the whole podcast. <laughs> That's pretty hard to do. If I don't so, feel those nubbies on my tippies. If I don't feel those nubbies <laughs> on my tippies, I get freaked out. <laughs> when I feel those nubbies on my tippies, I get cummed out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this. Novel of a last year. It's not that long, <laughs> but it not, is. It's, it's kind of long. Uh, it's from Ensign Jason. It's uh, entitled "Star Trek and Disabilities," and it was sent one hour ago. Shut the fuck up! Hi, Trek boys. Trek boys. It's been a while since I emailed, but I wanted to talk about something that's bothering me about Star Trek. That's the place to do it, right here. This is where you go. It always seems that they handled disabilities really poorly. Uh, yes, they were made in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even now, they, yeah. they handle it very poorly. They do have that one deal. He might talk about it later, where that lady is from the planet with like no gravity, so she's really fragile. Remember yeah. that one? I think, I think he does talk about that, and not favorably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's read. Let's read on. <laughs> It always seems that they handled disabilities really poor, poorly. What got me thinking about this is how Discovery, Captain Pike finds out that he's going to end up disabled and acts like he's and acts like that's a fate worse than death. I kind of wish they retconned the whole beep chair thing from the original series anyway, since they could have at least shown him in a Stephen Hawking type setup. That would have been cool. Yeah, the beep chair is like not in line with the other technology of Star Trek whatsoever. They really, if they're going to update anything from canon, that definitely should have been one of them. Absolutely. And the the beep chair is more like Outer Limits shit, right? Yeah. Where it's like creepy, right? I mean, really what I would do if I was, if I was in charge is I would have had the beep chair be a specific chair that he only used for the trial because they could only ask him yes or no questions. Yeah, that's smart. Holy shit, you're on fire today. Um, I don't know why they could only ask him yes or no questions. Maybe it has something to do with the way the charter works when you're being uh, questioned for specific shit. I don't know. Maybe, it But it would give you him. a full opening to give him a much more futuristic version of like a wheelchair Stephen Hawking setup. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with, like, their, yeah, like you said, like... The, the court wants to have him give, like, a debriefing, but his doctors are like, uh, it, it, we can't do that in a setting like this. Like, he's, he's injured, right? Like, he yeah. can't, like, it's not good for him to do that. And they're like, okay, we'll just ask him yes or no questions. There's, I don't know. You could make up some arbitrary reason. Like, there's yeah. tons of arbitrary shit in Star Trek, but, like, that needs to be updated. 
It's dumb. And they keep pussyfooting around it, too. Like, when are they going to do it, right? Well, I mean, there's the whole... They did it in TOS already. But uh, also, like... Um, like, uh, Jason is saying they use it as, like, a horror shot. Yeah. In, uh, Discovery, like... And they, Pike is, like, acting like it's a fate worse than death to be disabled. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I don't, I see what, I, yeah, I see what he's saying. I, I kind of think that's cheap. Uh, there's also the wheelchair user that shows up for about five seconds in Discovery and then never seen again. And the lady from DS9 who they built a ton of wheelchair ramps for. And then she leaves and they take them all out <laughs> like nobody has forgot to need them again. <laughs> I know it would make sense to keep those huge ramps in for the set, but it seems weird. Yeah. Why? Did they talk about putting them in? Because, like, here's how I would BS yeah. that. If I was working behind the scenes and somebody asked me, I'd be like, ah, kid, you didn't get it right. You see how it works <laughs> is whenever somebody needs wheelchair access, the ramps come out of the floor. They come out of the floor, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or they have fucking hover chairs, man. <laughs> right? yeah, like, why wouldn't you have hover chairs? Yeah. It'd be so much cooler. You just it's hover the future. steps. Yeah. Now they would do hover chairs, but I like yours too, where the ramps just come out. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Also, like, Professor Xavier had a hover chair in the 90s. Come on. Yeah, and he's going to be in Doctor Strange now. I saw it. Yeah, he's in the yellow hover chair too, which is pretty fucking cool. It's the yellow one, right? Yeah, I love the yellow hover chair. I think it's stylish as fuck. Is he going to go off on some kind of, like, Picard-esque nonsense talk about fate? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's also Seven of Nine. (laughs) There's also Seven of Nine, who, spoilers for Picard Season 2, for anyone who cares, apparently was refused entry into Starfleet after Voyager because of her experience with the Borg. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they let... Picard stay in, stay in Starfleet. Then why would uh, whatever? You know what? I don't even want to think about this too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't think? The only positive portrayal of a disability that comes to mind is Geordi, who is respected by his fellow crew and allowed to work without any unfair biases regarding his eyesight. But as a sighted person myself, it's hard to say how well they do with this for certain. What do you think? Am I blowing this out of proportion? What uh, could they do to improve their track record for disability representation? Well, the first thing they could do is have somebody that's dis- disabled and just like don't bring it up every five seconds. The I don't think you're blowing this out of proportion at all. I think like the yeah. the two like we talk about the biggest thing that Star Trek like missed the biggest like missed opportunity in the history of Star Trek is covering LGBTQ issues. Yeah. But really, as you're bringing this up, I think like they've missed the mark enough times with uh, disabled representation and disability issues that that could be put just alongside it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think you're blown in out of proportion at all. Um, yeah, and I think Josh is right in just introducing a main character to the series who they don't just sideline instantaneously because they're disabled. Yeah. To, ha- to have a character like Jordy who is uh, blind and uses a visor and thus has a different way of seeing, like a disability to his eyes. And um, it's a strength throughout the series. It's very, yeah. very rarely ever showcased as a um, weakness. In it's so way. much of a strength that, like, they give him better eyes in 
first contact and they're sick as shit man <laughs> like i want those eyes man like, like he's uh the zoomy in eyes that he has yeah Fuck yeah like he's uh, he's much more capable visually than the people around him just in a different way which is uh i mean there's there's always like the standard television trope of like you know somebody loses an arm and then they get a robot arm and it's exactly the same yeah it's the same arm um i don't know if that counts or not but i i like like we said just have a character who is disabled and is treated with the same respect as everybody else and isn't just like a one-off character yeah just have a, somebody be in a chair or, or whatever whatever it is right like yeah a, like i think jordy is really uh good representation i think uh it's like one of the things that like um, organizations for the blind tend to like Jordy quite a lot because yeah. he's good representation. Yeah, I I also like too that like, uh, like you said, like he can I don't know he would experience life completely differently than we would, yeah. right? I'm blind in my one eye and it sucks. <laughs> and I, <laughs> but I think, I think that's sort of the thing with Jordy as well is that like he never laments the visor whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's part of him and who he is. Yeah, he, he. I think he even talks about it when he gets captured by the Romulans, right, or yeah. something. And they're like, "Oh, your weakness or whatever." And he's like, "It's not a weakness; it's a strength." Like, yeah, he's like, "It's just a different strength," and like that's yeah. what we look for in our society is the strength in everything. Yeah, and um, like uh, early on, like um, Doctor Crusher talks about like creating better optical replacements for the visor like she could look into uh sort of like doing recon and stuff on that type of technology and he's like no nah, I, I wouldn't want it yeah he likes the visor <laughs> it just becomes him i don't know so i i think the only character that's really been uh, done well with a disability is Jordy, and I think uh, there's a lot to that because Jordy's a main character. Yeah, and it's, I think too, it's you know with with Picard and Discovery, it's people trying to sort of f- recapture that sort of Jordiness, but like missing the point totally. There's there's a lot of checking boxes. Yes. Discovery, like we yes. need, we need to like appeal to this type of person, this type of subgroup, this type of subgroup. But there's no depth added yeah, to any of it's it. It's more insulting because you're just like you said, you're checking a box. Like these people aren't boxes to be it's like checked. The, the wheelchair user that shows up for five seconds in Discovery and is never seen again isn't going to make anyone feel like that character matters or is doing anything for representation. Yeah, it's, it's more insulting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you're. And you're again, as a as a non-disabled person, I can't go on record saying like that. I know one way or another what's best, but right. uh, in in my opinion, which you fucking asked for, Jason. <laughs> I think you're not blowing it out of proportion, and I think they could do much better these days for disabled representation. Yeah, the technology's there too to make some really cool like like stuff, right? Like you could like the, even just a hover chair is cool as shit, right? Yeah, like, that'd be cool as fuck. Like you could you can go up and down stairs just by like hovering straight up them. You don't need yeah, the ramps. Whoop. Yeah, that would be dope as fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see that, but. 
you know, we got fucking Captain Pike being mad about whatever, riding a horse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened. What, do you fall off a horse or some shit? I don't know. Uh, that was Superman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think there was like some sort of a chemical explosion or something that caused that. I forget. Yeah, it's always, you didn't turn into Joker? No. <laughs> you either turn into Joker or you end up in the beep beep chair in media. <laughs> and I think there should be something in the middle, personally. Yeah, you know, like there's guys, like, or women and men who survive explosions in Afghanistan and they're just like, you know, regular people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Right>? exactly. Like- <laughs> Uh, you don't turn into like horror movie makeup character yeah. and it's yeah. beep chair for all time. Yep. Uh, if anything we've said was insensitive, you can <laughs> send us an email about it at mclassemail at gmail.com. Did you hear the hesitation in my voice? I thought you after were after I started send the them, bit. I thought you were gonna send them my email. <laughs> no, I would never. I'd that never would do be, that. It would have been worth it, I think. Uh, my hesitation in uh, opening the floodgates for that was quite strong, but it's always good to learn from your mistakes. You yeah. Send us an email about whatever you want, about Star Trek, about life, about your favorite things, your favorite foods, the things you love, the things you might not love so much. Shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. We got it. <laughs> mclassemail at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll we might read it on the show give you a little dissertation in return yeah just don't tell us about the witcher I don't want to hear about I it I don't want to know how many swords that fucker's got I think it was you that said in the new season he just carries that billiards holder around <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have them. swords out he just carries a suitcase of swords pretty much I would love to have a suitcase of swords, though. That sounds pretty awesome. Man, I just want a room with swords and armors and... You know what? I would love that. I would love it so much. I want to live in a museum. I said it. (laughs) In In my perfect world, in the perfect house, there would just be a bookshelf. And you pull a book titled, like, Arms and Armor of the Past... And then the, the door, the thing slides open, and you go in, and there's just swords and axes and flails and bow and arrows, armors everywhere. I can make a secret panic room in my house, um, and I really want to. Um, and you can get like bookshelf doors, but they're fucking like, they, oh yeah, they're, they're so expensive, dude. They're nuts. Like, well, maybe one day, and it would be it would work perfectly because nobody would ever know that that room is there. It wouldn't you wouldn't know. But I don't have anything like that. Uh, I don't have a space that you wouldn't know is there. Some people do it with even rooms where there's windows, and then like you go outside and you're like, "What window is this?" And there's no room here, you know. Yeah, pretty much like my office is the only room we could do that with, and then I would have to just go in here every day anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be funny, though. It'd be super cool. Um, Really, my dream is, amongst all that arms and armor and shit, there would just be a bunch of arcade machines. That's, yes, I want that. I'd love to just stand at an arcade machine and play. It's so fucking fun. You know they sell, like, those little mini ones at, like, Walmarts now? Yeah, they're, like... Hundreds of bucks for being so small, too. But yeah, if I was gonna spend that much, I think I would want it to be big. Yeah, but those but are like thousands. Of I bucks. know, <laughs> and it's, it's so dumb though because it's like, <laughs> why? It's, it's it, so it, much. 
Yeah, why is it so much when there are no arcades anymore? Yeah, there's no arcades, and it plays one game. It like, does. It, it, well, I, if I was gonna get like arcade machines, they have the um, like the inside setup to where like you can switch between multiple games. Yeah, there's like emulator ones too, right? Yeah, yeah. where you just have like the Raspberry Pi inside, and you can yeah. play whatever game. But like, plus I'll, you get a Raspberry Pi, which is delicious. Oh, delicious. <laughs> like I would love to have a machine set up to play like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and Galaga. Man, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, you're fucking selfish as fuck. I'm with crazy Pac-Man. as fuck over who of my Pac-Man. Put Pac-Man Junior on there. I don't give a fuck. You got Pac-Man fever, son. <laughs> you know I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. It's a disco song, right? Yeah. It's the biggest song on the charts. Pac-Man fever was real, baby. Yeah, what a what a time. What a time to be alive. People loved munching dots in the 80s. Munching dots, son of Sam's running around killing women. <laughs> that, was That's, that was a weird thing to choose for the second one to put on the disco. list. <laughs> when I think of the 70s, I think of two things. Disco music and son of Sam. <laughs> okay. Not the not Star Trek the animated series. That's early 70s. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> different that's what defined the era i think though <laughs> that's true in that it was bad <laughs> now i love disco i'm i'm such a huge fan of disco do you i i don't mind it, it a little goes a long way though for me I, that, I, like i feel like we were brainwashed against disco well, of course of because course. every piece of television for young people was like disco sucks yeah but then like as an adult you realize that all the people running those channels were like old older people and disco was almost entirely made up of black people yeah, it turns into maybe that has a, something to do with a different type of thing. Yes, yep. exactly. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. That's enough of the show, I think. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Shoot us an email, mclassemail at gmail.com. And please consider becoming a patron today over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. If we get another dollar $1.50, we'll have enough to make an animated series. Don't. I'm not serious. Don't ever. <laughs> don't. I'm not. We're not doing that. No. Fuck that. <laughs> CBS would just take it down instantly. Anyway, it wasn't matter. They're probably taking this down right now because we just mentioned it. It's true. They'd be like, see if you do anything regarding our properties, Trek boys. Fans of the thing we make? Not on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough of this program. Bye, friends. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. I already said bye. I'm not saying it again. (laughs) He just said it again, everybody. Bye. Fuck! It's been a long week Since the last email It's been a long time Since that last rich master's tale Pitch it or ditch it's from Boston John I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice and Josh talking about dicks on M class email. I swear there's never access in M class email. It's always been singular that's M class email. 
Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail It's empath It's empath Empath email